You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. I'm going to take you back, rewind it a little bit to my formative years in high school. I worked at a movie theater and this is before I wanted to be a filmmaker, knew I needed to do any of that. My senior year, summer year, so I graduated, this movie came out called Super Troopers and we had seen a preview, you know, it was playing at the theater and we're like, oh, this looks interesting and yada, yada, yada. Everybody that worked there previewed it the night it came out and then... We only had it for two weeks because it like it bombed in the theaters. Nobody went to go see it except for dorks like us. Then that thing came out on uh, DVD. And I remember like everybody knew it then. Like it was in the zeitgeist. Everybody wanted a mustache and aviators. And, you know, it was a good time. I mean, that was 20 years ago now. And Broken Lizard has done a couple of things that I, I feel like it was one of those instances, not that they're a one hit wonder, but their first hit was definitely their biggest. And I don't think they're ever going to top that. Um, It was a good try with today's entry quasi now streaming on Hulu. What I can say it is it's, and this is kind of like all their movies. It's, you know, it's basically a French movie with an American perspective. Not that the, all their movies are, French, but uh, they always have like a dumb American perspective on their jokes. Um, like, for instance, there's a point there where uh, they sing a song, but it's Farajaka because, you know, we're dumb idiot Americans. We probably don't know any songs in French, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Hi, everyone. I'm Chad. I'm with Neil and Ray. And we sat down and watched Broken Lizard's uh, new movie, Quasi. Kind of seems like on the preamble, Neil, you have nothing but high praise for this movie. <laughs> Sorry. It's wait, uh, wait. That's what I heard. Wait, today yeah, today is opposite day. That's what it is. Um <laughs> I uh so I see this trailer and I have reservations, like, oh that 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 trailer, like 
all low hanging fruit and there's just the bad vibe in it. And the writer and I are talking and she goes, yeah, but it's, it's broken lizard. And even if it's off, maybe that's worth talking about. No, it's not worth talking about. Like, yeah, no, Jesus. no, that's my word. No, uh, I, for me, I have super troopers and slam and salmon right up there and they, they jockey for position of first. I love salmon, uh, slam and salmon. I, f- I forgot about slam and salmon. When it played lady. at South by, I went and saw it twice in the week of South by because I loved it so much. So it and super troopers vie for first place. I think beer fest is funny, but they, they go, they go for some cheap laughs way too often, but it's still good. And then club dreads just clunky. It's I think Super Troopers blows up so big they were throwing money and like do something and they may have rushed it. But oof. first 10 minutes of this, I turn to Lorraine and go, this might make Club Dread look better. And by the end of it, I'm like, this made all their movies look worse. It doesn't feel like the fifth movie from a troop. It barely feels like the first from a troop that don't know what they're doing yet. And they go for just cheap, easy laughs. And they miss. I laughed at one joke, lowercase l, and it's a dad joke that court jester tells. That's it. Have you heard the one about the bed? You haven't because it hasn't been made yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm i in the same boat. We both sat there and looked at each other and went, oh, my God. Because, yeah, I love Slam and Salmon. I even love Beer Fest. But – I just kept looking at this movie going, no, no. And why? I mean, even in its premise, if you're going to say that it's, you know, this is the real story of Quasimodo, uh, they shouldn't have even called it that because it is so far from anything. They could have made it just any hunchback, you know, in any other place and called it something else, I guess, because he's not a yeah. bell ringer. He's not, you know, he lives he, in a bell tower and that doesn't, doesn't count. Yeah. He doesn't live in a bell tower. He's not a bell ringer. There is, yes, there's a cardinal involved, but there's, you know, or no, it's the, the pope. pope. It's the Pope. And he's got some cardinals with him, but there's none of that. Anyone in the church is in love with the girl. There's no, there isn't even a dancing girl, you know, or a gypsy no or whatever Esmeralda. you want to call it. It's as it's no Esmeralda. There's, there's a queen, but it's sort of, and I, I, oh my God. So it's so far from even being something that is a quote unquote alternate telling of this story. And then yes, there are no jokes that land. I'm sorry. There just aren't. It is not funny. And Neil is right. You expect this to be at least better something you expect something out of it because yeah we're talking about people who have done a lot of movies together we're talking about guys who have a tv show right now we're talking about you know i i don't know why they missed so hard on this i don't think i hated it or not that you guys hated it but i'm not as visceral in my distaste for this i feel like super troopers 2 was worse than this because at least this had and I come from a Monty Python background, like that's where my comedy derives from. But this had like a Monty Python troop feel to it. But I agree. A lot of the jokes didn't land like, my God, if I had to hear he's not my best friend, he's my roommate one more time. That joke would have worked if they would have split that up three times. Right. Like rule of three, maybe four. But that joke is told what, like almost 10 times that and they speak English but mix in very French words 
croissant and then beat those jokes into the ground because this French word rhymes with this word. And so we're going to beat that in the ground again and again and again. And I think that's part of, okay. So I think the reason why you guys hate it so much. Well, all right. There's many reasons why you hate it so much. Capital D disappointment. Capital D. It has this again. It feels like one of those movies. It's almost like Team America, where Team America was a movie like, hey, this is this is what America really is in the eyes of America. Right. Like gun toting, uh, beard chugging, you know, fucking red blooded Americans. So I think this movie kind of has that same veil where it's like hey, it's a movie about Quasimodo, which it really isn't. And it sort of also has like not like French revolution vibes, but like there's so much mixing of just like old French shit. And again, I think it's just because it's supposed to be in the eyes of just a typical American who thinks they know what France is, but really doesn't. We're not even in Uh, Paris, let alone anywhere near Notre Dame, which is the the other half of the fucking title of the book, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. We're not there. We have a religious character who's blasphemous, says, God damn it, and Jesus H. Christ. Ha ha, because that's funny. We've never seen that before. Brian Cox's voiceover, Adrian Palicki as the queen, can't save it. This cast should be able. They've proved themselves time and time again. Can't save it. Disappointing. But it did make me work as as a as a novice critic, seriously thinking like, how do I score this? I well, don't that, know how to score this. How do you score it? And how do you know? Even as a as a critic, if that's what you want to you know call this, I always try to find something positive to say because I know that somebody put blood, sweat, and tears in this. Somebody did, and and that's true of all films. But you know, I just know that these particular people have done better and they should have done better. And I, and I, I guess I, I am hard pressed to find something nice to say about this. And I, I hate that. If you can't find anything nice to say, what's like either a plot point or maybe uh, a joke that could have been rewritten, something that would have made it better in your eyes. Well, if we're talking about, you know, the characters in there that are with the church, the Cardinals and the Pope and that kind of thing. Neil just mentioned that a lot of those jokes are a real low hanging fruit. And that we've, ne- we've seen this before. Oh yeah. They're, they're blasphemous and that kind of thing. And oh yeah, they're not really as good as they could be, but there was so much more to mine there even because yes, the Catholic church, even back then, very corrupt, this whole lottery system, there was a Catholic papal lottery back then um it wasn't just to have confession with the you know necessarily though and you had all of this money i mean they were you know that's what they were doing they were just getting money for the church um through this and there were jokes there and things we could have delved deeper into and if you wanted to connect it more back to the hunchback again we could have had that angle of it wasn't the king necessarily that the relationship was with it was then with either the queen or we could have brought Esmeralda or they wanted to do but I think that that is a place where even for jokes you could have mined it better because there is so much history and even if you don't know the history of the Catholic Church unfortunately even nowadays we have so many things that are are wrong and corrupt and and all of these scandals that are ha- have happened 
I think you could have mined those places for more jokes than they did. And again, Neil's right. They went for the low-hanging fruit instead of something that was a little more cerebral. And I'm not saying that Broken Lizard is cerebral, has to be cerebral all the time, but you said something about growing up on Monty Python. And I can see a little bit of where, yes, they might have been going for a Monty Python S, but Monty Python is smarter. Their oh, jokes yeah. are way smarter. And I think well, and that when they is do the low hanging fruit, you, they've they've earned it because they've done beat, 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 the, and then they walked you and led you across the mountain to get to the yeah. low hanging fruit. Yeah. I think no, if it, they had stuck right. to more of the original story, then they could have spent more time on jokes. But they they're in France and there's a hunchback named Quasimodo. That's it. And they wipe everything out and go clean slate. The king and the pope hate each other, which develops into assassination plots. And then at the very end, it's revealed where this came from. They could have moved that way up and played with that. Like so much was, I think, time spent on let's do the stereotypical French words and what they rhyme with. Um, they didn't do any real work with Quasi. He's supposed to be this ugly outcast and he's got a hunchback and he's dirty. That's it. The actor who plays him, I'm blanking on his name, but he's very recognizable is in the Broken Lizard stuff. He's just he's kind of squishing his mouth to the side and they make that joke once that he can't drink properly from a cup because of his mouth is squished to one side. Well, no reason to beat a dead hunchback. I mean, we can <laughs> obviously see where everybody lands here again. I, and, and maybe it's because I, I hold Super Troopers in such a high regard. It was in my formative years, it was right before I decided to get into film. And it was one of the films that like got creative juices flowing. It, it sucks because what they did here could have been more of a Monty Python, but like you guys said, it wasn't as smart. You would hope in 20 plus years, they would age with their comedy and update it. It just feels more sophomoric than it did when I was a sophomore and you know actually would enjoy jokes like this and it's not like these guys are fresh and you know the kids know them on instagram and tiktok you know what i mean like their their audience is us and you know it, i would have liked to see something that was trying to be a little bit more open to younger people yeah they make a selfie joke but god like a selfie joke would have worked 10 years ago. It probably would have been funnier. Like it, it was just a dated reference. And a lot of, I, I, like I did like audibly laugh at some stuff, but it was more like, ah, you know, nothing, nothing with a little meat and tickle behind it. So overall I was disappointed. I, I, I still think I hated super troopers too. I thought it was stupid. It wasn't even necessary, but I'd have to revisit go, it. It's been a long time since I've seen Super Troopers too. And like I, 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 I was going into that too, saying like this isn't going to be good. This is it's too long after the first one, and I don't know. Maybe I have to look back at it. Either way, this film's right down the middle for me. Like I, I, I want the troop to keep moving. I just would like to see, like everyone else has said, earn their jokes, grow up a little bit more. Um. But shout out to um, 
Oh, he plays. I'm just going to call him Farva. Farva directed Quasi. Um, and I know uh, Jay Shandershankar is normally the one that directs these movies. So, you know, take that for what you will. Maybe he was a shitty director. But honestly, it seems like to be a director on one of these movies is just to be like the person that's like, all right, everybody settle down. Let's let's do the next <laughs> yeah, take and then that, we'll riff on exactly. it. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. He's the one who goes, OK, OK, we've had lived enough. Let's let's do let's do a take. And so we can move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, there's really no direction in this movie. Everybody is a force of nature. But anyways, uh, let's say uh, five out of five diamond encrusted daggers out of ten. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, not five out of five. Five out of ten diamond encrusted daggers. That that set uh, me back. That you're going for a perfect score. I'm like, <gasps> perfect movie. Pearl, pearls clutched, heart fading. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna die on this hill. Quasi's the best movie of 23. All right, Ray, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I oh, wow. I I don't think I have done any beating around the bush when I thought about this movie. And Neil's right. Disappointment is a good word. I don't expect it to be perfect. I don't expect it to be a uh, highbrow comedy. I don't expect, cause I, cause I know what to expect for these guys. And that's the point. I know what to expect from these guys. And I didn't even get that. And that's my problem. I think um, more than anything else is that Every movie of theirs, even the ones I don't like, I would rank above this one. I was just, I just, I, no, no, this is my word for this movie. No, I don't. And I can't even look at some of my friends maybe and say, watch this because even I have other friends that are, you know, Super Troopers fans or Broken Lizard fans in general and all. And I'm just like, I'm afraid if I tell them to watch this, they're going to be disappointed as well. So unfortunately um just for the dad jokes alone um i can give this about a 2.5 out of 10 racks that i wish i was on rather than watching this movie for two whole hours see i'm going to continue this diminishing returns disappointed I mean, I think the worst insult I can say, because this movie made me angry, was it's not funny. To say of a comedy, a comedy troupe, it's not funny. And it, it was a waste of time. Um, they wasted Brian Cox's time. They wasted all their own time. I would have loved, like I said, the jester had the one joke I kind of laughed at. If it... it and the king doesn't think he's funny. They could have done a lot more with like this immortal jester who just won't die. They go a little bit with it, but maybe there was something there too. You'd ask what could be redone, rewritten. If this jester just won't die until he lands a joke, like that had promise too. Um, but yeah, super troopers and slam and salmon. Yeah, car ramrod, car ramrod, shenanigans. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Like. These I love these guys. These movies are I can revisit them all the time. This one I don't know. Hulu usually does a pretty good job. I'm assuming they didn't see a script. They didn't see dailies. They just got handed a final result and it was like, oh, okay, we're kind of committed at this point. I'm gonna give this zero out of ten croissants. So we went five, two point five, and zero. And I struggle with that zero. Because the worst movie I've ever seen 
which is now on Hulu, but not a Hulu, is Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn, which is the entire title. I gave that a two, and that was an utter piece of shit movie. Wow. A, a, a goose egg. Goose egg. Oof. Woof. And I think part of this cast is Canadian, so Zed out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Canada. <laughs> Not even a real country anyway. 